This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Movative. Movative is a financial services company with its headquarters in Montreal, Quebec, that provides investment recommendations, financial advice, wealth management, retirement planning, risk management advisement, and insurance services. You can also learn more about their services at movative.ca or reach them at 514-255-4856. Movative. Oh, baby. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Right, Anthony? Anthony Gervasi, le porte-parole of Habs Nation. <laughs> That's right, I'm speaking French. Anthony Gervasi, le porte-parole, asked Jeff Molson, where are you? Habs fans are angry. We're fed up. We want answers, we want changes, and we want them now. Anthony Gervasi, le porte-parole, ask and you shall receive. And we were asked our thoughts about the biggest news for the Habs this season. You asked and you shall get it right now. The curfew boys are here with you all. Gervasi, Anthony, my man. Bonjour. Bonjour, Zook, man. Hey now. Mr. Chipman, Adri. Hello. Mr. Statsman, Joe. Hello, hello. And my cousin, Chris. Full house tonight. Hey, boys. <laughs> we got to get the French language going here. No, no, I'm just kidding. As Mr. Jeff Molson likes to... Uh... You know, say quite often. <laughs> We're going to get to that. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Curfew Boys. I promise you all, this is going to be a good one. The drama continues in Habs Nation. Changes were asked, changes are made. I didn't expect for- these many changes. Oh man, oh. I can't I can't wait to I can't wait to Ish. get into it. This is this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be funny okay. as well. To what Anthony said, he didn't expect it, but we all wanted it though. We did, we did. So but yeah. uh let's get this started. Before we do get started, to all our listeners, uh we got two days left for our pre-sale curfew merchandise. You have up until December 1st to order whichever merchandise we are offering crew necks, hoodies, toques, mugs. Look over our Instagram page and a date with Joey <laughs> and a very, very hot coffee date with Joey. Buy if buy one of each and you get Joey for free for the <laughs> basically the you to buy him coffee. Can get. <laughs> Are we promoting prostitution? <laughs> it's legal. It's yeah, we're 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 in Amsterdam. We're in Montreal. Today. We're in Amsterdam today. It's legal. <laughs> we're in Montreal. It's the Amsterdam of Canada. So yes, place your orders you'll in. S- <laughs> place your orders Harry, in before see, December first. You'll see the excitement if I if it ever happens because I'll be I'll be smiling from ear to ear, not seeing Burge Bay or Timmins anymore. 
So it'd be a very, very and and you get a hot yeah. date too. Jesus, that's like a three for one. A win-win, yeah. A win-win. Oh my goodness, what is what is Can't going on? Can't say that on? with the Habs, a win-win. It's win hey, and no, loss. No, no. <laughs> I, t- I told you, loss, loss, win. But I told you guys. I know we were all thinking, oh, maybe a finally a back-to-back win. No, it ain't gonna happen. This is the identity of the team, and it's gonna stay that way for the entire season. You know, it started Friday night against Buffalo after that terrible loss last week against against uh, the Washington Capitals. I expected the Habs to at least come out strong against Buffalo. You know, even though they put Samuel Motombo in net, I figured, you know, let's let's not get another embarrassing loss against the Buffalo Sabres. And what do they do? They get embarrassed by the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Once again, final score of four to one. I don't think we should go into too much detail of that game. Might might seem so far away. The only positive I could take out of that game was Josh Anderson, constant workhorse. But and I want to say something. It has nothing to do with Montembeau being a net. He didn't play that bad. He had a good first few periods. No, he didn't. He did. Like the poor, the poor guy. The, the, the more defense was terrible though. Like. The more and more I see Montembeau in net, the more I feel bad because he's just oh, he's just thrown he, in there. Dude. He's, he's thrown in there in a very. And, that's yeah. it. He he's he's not he's not a, a regular NHL goalie, no. and he's basically. He was taken out of the frying pan and thrown straight into the fire. He's just, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's so unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, oh, the turnovers. They, they the want way- to ruin another career. That's why. No, it's been ruined. Hey, his career was ruined before he got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Florida. Yeah, so I'm sure he wishes he was back in Florida, but Probably. look, it, it, that was just a bad game. And then, you know, the Canadians needed 24 hours to get their shit together and facing the Pittsburgh Penguins this time to our surprise, they, they won by a final score of six, three. I was not expecting that at all. I was not expecting a win. I wasn't expecting a, another spanking like Pittsburgh did the first time around when they, when they won six zero at the bell center, but I didn't think the Canadians were going to win six, three, mind you, when half of your goals are scored on empty netters, you, you know, you got a bit of a, of a scoring issue. Having said that, you know, they played, they played well. Jake Allen was an absolute wall, probably played his best game of the season, even though he's had already two shutouts. Josh Anderson, once again, was putting up goals, playing like the workhorse that he is. Dvorak was putting up points. That's something Joey wasn't expecting. Uh, you know, Romanov keeps looking confident. Uh, Matthias Norlinder looks confident out there. Got his first NHL point, and uh, overall, it was just it was just it was just a good win against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And and Damn. just just what's what's um, wow, well, lost lost of words here. Um, what's the common denominator in everything you and all the names you have mentioned? In all the names, so I mentioned, uh, I mentioned Josh Anderson. Well, Josh Anderson, I guess it's consistent effort. Sometimes Anderson's not always the same consistent result, but him, it's effort. Uh, I well, I'm trying to get at is all the young players. <laughs> yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Just, good, point. good. Good point. <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah. At least on defense. I mean, I think, I think, I think Romanov, since he's been the healthy scratch, I think he's been looking great. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like he, he, oh. he's, he's playing well. He's making smart decisions, simple plays. But apart from he that, looks... Sam, I love his attitude. Absolutely. Like, 
dude. Absolutely. Great attitude. A lot of players would be sulking in his position, dude. No, he said, but but he said he's like he's like if the coach wants is like I'm not gonna be mad. Like he can't speak English, the poor guy. No, but, but I love his passion for being a Montrealer. Like that's dude. That's did you hear? Did you did you hear his press conference weeks ago? He's like, I like nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true though. If you follow his Instagram, he's always posting. Like, he's always on. Like, he's, and... he's always Mount Royal. Him yeah, and his Royal, and his. Yeah gorgeous wife like yeah. they, 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 good she, for she, them she, she's a gorgeous she's a gorgeous uh Sammy, stay on track stay on track she is, she's a gorgeous girl. shut <laughs> up i'm not losing track <laughs> but uh I'm sure, I'm certainly not but the thing is about the win on saturday uh it got spoiled with the breaking news of scott mellenby resigning all of a sudden Tivia, <laughs> Joey, I salute you. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> Joey saluting. <laughs> I saluted everyone when we get to the topic. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think when, when that news broke out and then we also hear that the uh, Montreal Canadiens or Jeff Molson got permission from the New York Rangers to speak with Jeff, to speak with Jeff Gordon, Gordon with a T. I guess everyone put two and two together and, yeah. you know, that was a sign. I think that this could be the end of the Mark Bergevin era. Okay, I don't know if this is going to be spoken about later, but did you notice? Did you see that interview of Renaud Lavoie? I okay, uh, okay, okay. Did you see? Did you see uh, the player's face? He was like, "I, I, I honestly, um, with Josh Anderson." Okay, yes, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. he was stunned. He was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I had no idea." I I understand. I under I understand. Reporters have a job to do. I. I get I don't it. Know if it was bad, the one I don't know. I, I like, didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think it was necessary. And this is just. This is. I'm giving you my honest, humble opinion. When I when I was watching Renault Lavoie asking Josh Anderson that question, I had to watch TV Spa because I was watching it at work, and I work with majority uh, uh, francophone colleagues, so it's, it's all good. When Renault Lavoie asked that question, I literally said out loud what the fuck are you doing i i just i didn't think it was the right like, i know why you said jo- it though. josh but 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 could it be i don't want to say the term stir shit up but it could be like just to stir the pot maybe or say like change is coming and if maybe you weren't a- aware of this something's going on maybe, right now maybe I mean, a- like, like no but no but i think before adrian really wants to say something but before before i let oh him say something no but like it's as if Renault Lavoie knew that the players didn't yeah. know because it yeah, happened during the game. How could yeah. they know? Yeah. I think he did it on purpose, and that's what got me upset, at least. I, I, like I said, that's just my opinion. Go, uh, Adrian. No, I just wanted to say it maybe for the listeners to see what was the question that was asked. If not everyone, if not everyone heard the question. Okay. Not everybody heard what Renault Lavoie asked Maybe, Josh yeah. Anderson. Yeah, he he basically he basically said like he asked him. So Renault Lavoie asked Josh Anderson like just the thoughts on the game. You know, you guys played a good game. Blah 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 blah. The second question was Scott. There thoughts? was the news. There was the news that during the game that Scott Mellenby, 
uh, had resigned. resigned. So, so what are your thoughts about that? And yeah. like, just like Josh Anderson, he's just looking at his mic. He's stunned. And he and he's stunned. Like he doesn't know okay. what to say. And he's like, I I didn't know. So I, I don't know. I thought I thought a little level indicative, was, my friend. I, I I don't know. This this is just my opinion, and I'm not. I don't want to shit out of no level. I'm not shitting on anybody here. I, I just didn't think it was. No, I don't know. I didn't it's feel like it the was right the right time. I don't. Th- I I don't think it was the right time. No, it's and not. So yeah, but so certain what, journalists like the. Like I mean, but journalists like to always be first in asking things. Course. That's that's you part the of the, the game, yeah, right? So I know, but I I, yeah. I just I I I wish sometimes, and I'm just I'm I'm generalizing here. I'm not I'm not really pinpointing on the no level. But I, I, I wish sometimes journal, journalists could just, you know, either have some co- uh, common decency or common courtesy, courtesy. whatever you want to use, or, or like just just have a bit of like a, a, a human element there too. Like, I don't know. Unfortunately, that, 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 that's just me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not a reporter. I don't think any of, if, if we ever get reporting contracts here to to report for the Montreal Canadiens that's it's a miracle if we I don't I don't know how to be a reporter I never I um, study being a reporter but I don't know no no and, and you're that's just my that's just my it's it's just my opinion I'm no, not no, stating, I, I'm not stating facts here I'm just giving my honest opinion here no and and I think I mean we're all humble men here so I think we all have the same opinion and we I I, I agree with you but unfortunately that's how reporters get paid and attention right look we just spoke yeah Five minutes about him, right? Five minutes about Renaud Lavoie. Yep. Five minutes of his talk about just talking about him. He got what he wanted. wanted. Yeah. And that's how reporters are. They they stir shit up to get attention. It's like those websites. And get paid. It's it's like AG's websites, I guess. (laughs) 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 Those clickbait. AG, if you're the one, if you're the one in charge of those websites and you're getting money after every click we make, like I applaud you. Like, what's the site called? Genius Francois. He has a few. He has a few. <laughs> it's awesome. Clickbait. They're rich. So this this leads to before we get to the big news. This leads to it, it's so funny how things get aligned because the Montreal Canadiens face the Vancouver Canucks, and I don't know if you guys have been listening in the NHL world lately. But like the Vancouver Canuck fan base is literally going fucking insane. They are demanding that Jim Benning gets fired. Their signs fired Jim Benning in the arena. There of was course. a Vancouver Canuck fan at the Bell Center tonight with the sign that said fired Jim Benning. They're there, there's they want Travis Green, the head coach, fired. There's there were rumors that Claude Julien might have gotten. Uh, the job, but apparently that's been shut down for now. I think, like it's bad in Vancouver, and they they have they they got talented players, mm-hmm. and they're basically going to be a better ex- record than us. And, yeah, <laughs> r- yeah, because of tonight's, because of tonight's win, <laughs> you know. Listen, the, the the Canucks lost their last like five games. They're all four and one in their last five. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to kill the mood. I, 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 I'm like, but watch, watch the Vancouver Canucks, despite all the things they're going through, beat watch us, them beat, watch them beat the Montreal Canadiens tonight. And they did my final score of two to one. I want that pick. Uh, technically they didn't 
beat us, we beat ourselves. Boy. Yeah, Josh Anderson for the praise he had, Sammy, tonight. It was uh, him and Petrie. Oof. Yeah, as I won that play, and I, I wish that didn't happen to Josh Anderson because I've been loving him, like, well, since he's been here, but since the start of the season, he's probably been our one consistent player. Yeah, exactly. And like, fuck, like, like turnovers. It's, yeah, exactly. You can't just and, rely and, on one player, dude. Like, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, we've been I, doing I, it why not? It's, it's irrelevant. I, just, I didn't. Uh, like it's not Hans fault. I don't want any mistakes to happen, but the fact that it had to happen to Josh Anderson, like that, that stings a lot more. It's so uh, I, I felt bad. Fuck. Sam, I wanted to ask you on an overall all these three as three games, especially the last two. You know what the yes. difference is when we lose closely or when we win games? It always comes down to um how Allen plays. The one win where I thought a goaltender wasn't needed, I think was a, uh, the game where Moltambo won. Mm. But every win that we've gotten besides that it's because uh, Allen stood on his head or if the game was close, it's because Allen stood on his head because he yeah. took so many shots. And this is going to lead us, obviously when we get to the big topic of the day and the changes, you, you can't win on it depending if your goalie plays incredibly good. If he has an average, I don't think we won one game where Allen's had just an average night and we didn't win because of goaltending. Besides yeah, I agree. That, but but joy, but joy. That this is the, this is the identity of of the team. Those maybe that one win against Detroit where where Matsupero got his hat trick. Hmm. That's the only game I can think of where yes. Allen didn't really have to um, stand on his head, like you said. But this, but this Joey, and it will be part of the big topic we're coming up late. This has been the Montreal, not culture, but this has been the Montreal way of playing. Since Price it's gonna has been the number one, since Carey yeah. Price been the, it, it's always relying heavily on the goaltender, and the problem is is that Jake Allen, as as great of a backup as he is, if if he keeps getting bombarded with shots, like he almost like in two games he's faced almost almost a hundred shots. I think it's fair to say. Wow, he's yeah. Yeah. fifty. Very he's close. like he's like he's basically between something. He's basically he's between 90s. eighty and and yeah, he's. he's if this keeps happening, dude, he's going to get so tired out quicker than he's known for doing. And holy for shit, sure. like the, like this ship is going to sink quicker than 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 we thought. I even said on, with Price on, on ice, I'm talking about, he can make a difference in the locker room. The way the defense is playing, he wouldn't have fared too much better. He would have fared better, but not, not, not a lot. Not a lot. Just the way the rest of the team is playing on the ice, especially defensively. Yeah, I don't even think Price's talent alone makes up. I don't want him to come on. back this year. To be honest with you, Joy. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to focus, train, come back sure. strong next year, and that's it. You know, absolutely. I but well, I don't want him back. I don't want him back either this year. But one of the things that is, look, I'm not even going to talk about goal stopping ability from Price. I think one of the biggest things that they're missing is the way he could play the puck and send the team on the counterattack. That is a huge factor. 100%. That is, that is yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Of course. You know, uh, there's footage of him that he was he was skating today. No goalie pads, just just out there with, uh, I think he got a new set of skates. He was there with a hockey stick, doing some puck handling. Uh, yeah, he's getting his like, strength just, just getting, back. Just getting strength. But the more and more this keeps getting bad, like... I, I think I tend to agree with you guys. Like, I want to see him play just because he's my favorite goalie. But if it's this bad, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm leaning towards 
No, I on, on your guys' side, that just don't let him play. Yeah, you know it was cool to see Shea Weber saying hi to the guys uh, in the hallway. You know, playing uh, they, they were playing soccer, or they were bouncing the soccer ball around. That was great to see him. One guy I'm happy for, and he continues to show that he really wants to stay. Ryan Paling. Oh my god! Yeah, and he deserves more minutes. My boy, too. he got a power. He got power play minutes. He he's he's playing with confidence too. I Going back him. to. I'm going back to Anthony saying the kids look are looking a lot more confident. I, that's, that's one kid for sure. I like him with Jonathan Drouin. What a pass. No, but like it was a beautiful pass. And 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 it was it was a typical beautiful hockey play. But their styles like, of play mesh really well together. Like those two players I'm talking about. Well, if, if Drouin's gonna get just if Drouin knows that he's gonna have one guy crashing the net, send his Paling's big, he's he goes to the net, yeah. man, and he's fast and he so like I, I think it's perfect. Like he's going to the dirty. He's going to the paint. He's gonna get he's fifteen going to goals. The dirty yeah, I, I think. Well, he's got a career high. He's got four yeah. goals. That's no, a career yeah. high. Fantastic. Good for him. That that that's the, the yeah. Jake Allen tried his best tonight. Uh, Elias Pedersen, that shot. Whoa, that you, I'm, you I'm surprised he only has four goals. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The but team's the, playing bad, right? Wow, he's incredible. That kid. Holy dude. The the the. The Vancouver Canucks are going through the exact same thing that the Montreal Canadiens are going through this year, except they have slightly yeah, they don't have price better, better talented players. Well, Thatcher Demko, I, I like yeah, he's Demko. a good goalie. I don't know, I don't know what's happening to him. You know, they have good defense too with Oliver Ekman Larson there. I mm. there, there, there's there's something I I think just Queen like Hughes. us, yeah, it, it's 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 not meshing. I don't know if it's the coaching again. Like I I it's it's. It's very, very similar. They're going through the same fucking disaster, and it shows in the scoreboard. The, the only one to the Canadians for the first time only lose by one goal, and it's 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 a low scoring game. So, yeah, but Demko is also. He made a great he, save on Chirot. Not just that, he was there. Because if he yeah. wasn't there, it would have been a different game too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Chris and I, we watched the game together. We were hoping for a Caulfield goal. I know he got benched because of one mistake, but uh, I hope this kid finds his groove, man. Because it seems like he was the 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 favorite of the young kids to go out there and perform. And right now, it seems like he's not that he's not performing. He's skating well. He's trying to create opportunities. It's just just not finding the back of the net like we all expected. Could it be that and also mixed with the lack of system that the team has, in my opinion? There's no system whatsoever. So could, you're, 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 you're asking a 21-year-old kid to just skate and try to do the best in, in a team that doesn't have anything for him. It could, could be. I'm, it really... I'm serious. If you throw him in a team like Toronto right now, he would be scoring goals. Or a team like Boston or a team like uh, the Rangers, he would be scoring goals. Maybe. All right. Are you all ready? I'm ready. This is oh, yeah. this is, this is like like even me, like I'm 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 itching to get this started. But before we get started, I want to play something I thought was very important. I'm gonna play a clip from our owner, CEO, and president Jeff Molson. This is something that caught my attention. A fresh start. I strongly believe that this organization needs a fresh start. 
at this stage, a fresh start is not so much at the team level, but rather at the management level. On the ice, we have a team that is a lot better than the results show. Many, com many components that amazed us last summer will be back soon. But equally as important, we've made 45 draft picks in the past five years since our reset. And we have 11 more coming in Montreal this year. It is essential that we structure our organization around properly developing this group of talent. The new management team will be responsible for evaluating our current team and how we can improve, improve moving forward. So I'll summarize that in two, <laughs> in two, word, in two words. And I'm not copying Adrian because I said it today. It is in many words, he just said. Yeah, he's just quoting. We're not rebuilding. Quotes. We're just smart retooling. What's the difference? Well, he said he's not afraid to do a say rebuild that, later that, on. What's the difference? You're going to retool in a better, in a smarter way. He just said it. You guys heard him say exactly right, right, right. But like in a sense, look, the, 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 the core is young, right? So it's, it's like a rebuild if you think about it. It, it kind of is. It's, it's, it's really, you know, no, we don't have to draft whole, the Nick Suzuki's and stuff. We have them. But like if we get another three, four young kids at that level, if not higher, it could speed up the the rebuilding process Look, for sure. The truth of the matter is, but okay, let's 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 go back to how how all of this started. On Sunday, was it Sunday? Yes, it was Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yes, on Sunday, the news broke out that Mark Bergevin and Trevor Timmons were relieved of their duties, effective immediately, along with uh, uh, what's his name Wilson. What's uh, what's what's his Paul first Wilson? name? Paul yeah. Wilson. Yes. So. And then that's when it was announced that Jeff Gordon Gorton. is Jeff Gorton is the senior vice president of hockey operations. Right then and there, I was happy because finally there's going to be someone who's going to play an equal role to whoever the next general manager of the Montreal Canadiens is going to be. It makes it easier for a GM. It makes it way easier for a GM. It's about time. Okay. And the funny thing is that Molson explained that he had no relationship with, with Jeff prior to the hiring. Like he, he knew of him, but he never, I don't think he ever met him or anything like that. Molson went to New York, ended up meeting up with him, and they had a long discussion. And Jeff Gordon told him, he goes, I truly believe in the management system of having a hockey operations guy and a, a, a general manager working together, kind of like a two-man team that are making decisions. And if you look at it, this is the trend yeah, of, of amongst other teams. Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're behind the man. With, 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 with Kyle Dubas and Brandon Shanahan. When, yeah. they, when they, they got Brandon Shanahan a while back. Like yeah. that's this. And look where they are now. Look at uh, look at the Pittsburgh Penguins with Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. Mm. The, the, you know, you know what I mean. The Los Angeles Kings are doing the same thing with Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille. It's the new way of of building a a management team. I'm not talking about players. I'm talking Is about Tampa management. doing a similar system, or they still have the GM? Yes, dude. Julien Brice, Julien Brisbois is their GM. Yeah, who's and who's the, their other guy? Who's the other guy? Matthew Dash. 
but he's not named the I don't think his title is president of hockey operation. I think he's assistant GM. Yeah, dude, I, I he he's he's also in, he's also was in charge of hockey ops. I I, I got to double check that. All that to say yeah, is, Joe is, is right. he's, he's, his tag is assistant GM. Right. He Whether he the does the same, ops. it could be. But yeah. I, all that to say is. Look, look what Tampa Bay has done. But well, that's besides that's besides I, the point. I, I, I see but, the foundations of Tampa were like 2014, 2015. Yeah, when when Steve Eisman put yeah. put most of the team together, but yeah. anyways, it had to be done. We, and I know all of us did not dislike Mark Bergevin, but we all said it, every single one of us, in many episodes, we needed a new plan, we needed a new vision, a new set of minds. And I think the hiring of Jeff Gordon is the start of that. I think we seriously got what we wanted. Like I said, ask and you shall receive. Jeff Molson finally cleaned house. And and I'm and you know what? That's this is going back to the beginning of this episode when I said I didn't expect this. Not that I wasn't expecting change. I was, we were all expecting the change, but all this all at once was insane. This weekend was just like you just said it. Clean house, completely yeah. clean house. Only one thing that was missing to have a complete clean house was Dominic Ducharme, but I think he the GM and, and, will take care of it. Yeah, the GM will exa- take yeah, care of that. Exactly. So I think he has a bit more time under his belt, uh, Ducharme. Especially if we keep losing, then Ducharme mm-hmm. is gonna be gone faster than we think. Okay. If they start winning, I think he stays a little longer. Now, okay. my just two seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the whole rebuild and smart retooling. Someone said, what does that mean? Or how, how are we going to, like, what do you, th- like, okay. What I I'm trying to, to get add at- something to this, yeah. Okay, go for it. Did, what I'm did, trying did, to- I, 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 I know what you're going to ask. and I know what you're going to say. Can you put a pin on that? Because I promise we will come back to that. Okay, I, where's my pin? Put, 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 put a pin on, I promise. <laughs> I promise I want to start with one thing and I want, I want, I'm going to start with Chris on this. Where, where did Mark Bergevin go wrong? He's been here for, he was here for 10 years. He started in 2012. Where do you think he went wrong? Like, I, and I know there's a couple of moves he made that we like a couple of trades that we like, maybe a couple of drafts they did that we like. Many signings that Joey definitely fucking hates. Okay, <laughs> but where, where I'm gonna start with Chris and we'll, we'll we'll go around the table here. Where do you guys think Mark Bergevin went wrong? Hmm. I think there are two elements, two significant elements. Number one, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back to his emotion because the one thing that I want to say is thank you, Mark Bergevin. You wore your heart on your sleeve. You cared about your players. And he always did what he thought was best. And I'll appreciate him for as long as I could remember him. And don't forget, Mark Bergevin, you were the GM who brought us closest to the cup in the past 25 years. So good on you. But talking about the emotional side of it is that, especially in the contract negotiations, I thought there was a lot of screw-ups over there. The guy made, I think, a lot more good trades than bad trades. But when it came time for contract negotiations, I look at Gallagher's contract. We've been seeing it all year, overpriced. 
What happened with Radulov, didn't sign him early, didn't give him his money, ended up walking. Markov ended up walking. Um, Dano, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't say that's the same situation. I shouldn't bring that up, actually. Um, And look, I just, even KK, look what ended up happening. If maybe you gave him a little bit more money, we didn't have to go through all that whole process. Whether it's a win in the end, doesn't matter. I just, I look at his his work when it came to contracts. And I thought that was a significant fail. And the second thing is that there was no clear plan. Every year it was, oh, let's see if we make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. do my best to put the best team I think on the ice. And hey, let's hope to God that we make the playoffs. And then from there, you never know. But yeah. screw the you never know. When are we going to be a contender? When are we going to be shit? Pick a direction and follow it because otherwise you're spinning around in circles and you're not going anywhere. And that, in the end, became a clear and very apparent lack of consistency in where we were heading. And for that reason, I'm sorry, Marc Bergevin. Again, I greatly appreciate the work that you did. Um, But unfortunately, as much good as you did and as much as you got us to the finals after nine seasons – it's time to give somebody else a chance. So good work, but it's, it's time for something else, a new voice. Anybody Chris, want to follow up on that? Chris, you, you nailed it. Yeah, you, I you nailed it. There's, there's nothing more to say to that. You, you nailed it. And I'll, I'll speak about myself here. And you guys, you know this about me. I always believe in that heart and the emotional part of, of, of anything, right? Friendship, business, all that stuff. You said it. He wore his heart on his sleeve. And as much as I love that characteristic on anybody and in any building of relationships or team or business or whatever, if you do too much of it, problems could occur. And that's exactly what happened here. He was too emotional, emotional signings. um, And that's where all the mistakes came about. That's where he screwed up to answer your question, Sam. That's where he screwed up. But Chris, you nailed it. Um, one last point what I wanted to make on that, that, that I agree with, with, with Chris and I want to like bold it even more is there was no vision. There was no plan. There was yeah, just exactly every year was okay. What's next? What's next? I'm hoping that yeah. the next GM comes out and, and just states what the plan is. So we're all waiting for it and expecting it. Maybe not even have to be transparent about it, but. We want to see where it goes besides yep. just waiting what the next year holds. And again, this is, you can't really compare it to what Chris said. You nailed it on the, on the dot. Yeah. Um, look, the emotional side is one of it. Since you guys covered it, I'll look at another thing. I'm going back and thinking the off season where he didn't sign Radulov and Markov, which was what you mentioned. He ended up giving Alzner the contract. He brought back Strike, brought back Kemsky. Already, mm. you see right there, there's something wrong. And at the end of that season, they missed the playoffs, obviously. Him and Molson said, we're going to have a reset. No one knew what a yeah. reset is. It's yeah, not a rebuild, not a retool. Said, I think said, they did said, he said, or did he, he say said retool? reset? Reset. reset. So there's too many re's so, over here. Fuck. Yeah. No, re- retool is, we came up with that one. No, yeah, okay, retooling the re- is what they have. I, and all, I, so whatever. So they said the word reset. Anymore. Already saying reset, I'm I'm not 
quite sure what you mean. Uh, so a retool is you retool your core of your roster, but you're not looking to trade like some main pieces to get younger pieces. Perfect example I can always give is someone like uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars made a retool when they got like Segei, Spezza, great players in their playing. They made bold, bold trades. They kind of retooled the roster. That's kind of like what a retool is. You kind of change around your course. Same thing like Vegas. They've done it where they, they made a, a few moves to get players. A rebuild is where you trade key players uh, and you get as many draft picks as you can and you're all young, kind of what Buffalo's doing. He said the word reset. I'm like, okay. So he starts with reset. He starts off well with the Galchenyuk for Domi trade at the time. Um, he has a bunch of draft picks uh, where they draft KK. Caulfield is obviously in there. They draft uh, just a bunch of players. Romanoff is there too. They make the trade for Pacioretty, uh for Suzuki. So you start to see a younger direction. But then I know we made the cup finals. And just the, besides that, we look at his 2020 and 2021 season. He's back to signing guys that are near 30 years old or over 30 years old. So it doesn't Let make it any call. sense. <laughs> no, not even not even that. The Foley deal, Hoffman deal. Oh, no, yeah, no, I, th- I thought you were talking about this this this. No, <laughs> even Anderson, even Anderson, even Anderson deal. I I kind of well, I kind of get it. I mean, he gave up Domi for it, but that's fine. So he signed. He so he's trending in a in a in a young direction, and then he just changes back, and now he's back to re-signing and signing guys who are near thirty years old, hefty contracts. And I know we'll talk about it if we're going to rebuild. And this doesn't help for the next gym because it's hard to rebuild off these contracts. So that whole time when he said reset and then the draft picks we made with Timmons and this justified Simmons firing, nothing lived up to it. So he tried young, didn't get great impact players, then re-signed or signed these hefty contracts of Toffoli, now Hoffman this year. Obviously, we got Savard and everybody else. So that is where he just completely lost, lost it. And I'm like, okay, this, this guy is like done. This is where everything went wrong. This whole plan didn't work. What about the word reboot? Do you guys like that word reboot? No. (laughs) Remember the show reboot? Yes. I remember the show (laughs) on YTV. He should have, he, he definitely should have rebuild. Like I'm talking a complete rebuild back in the season where he lost Markov and, Radulov, that was the moment he should have might, done rebuild. I might, I might go even further than that. I think he should have done the rebuild the day he was hired. Yes, I'm. I'm just speaking of where it went wrong. You can't say it went wrong the day he was hired. So I'm looking at the time. You, you want to know why? Because the, sure. the day he got hired, he said, "I'm gonna put this team together through the draft." Hold on. And did he? Uh, you know, wait, 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 wait. Listen, uh, hold on I a have... sec. Hold on, hold on. He was good at keeping his draft picks for the most part, and he was good at trading some he didn't need to get a pretty decent uh, asset back. The thing is, is he he started off that way, saying I'm going to build through the draft, but then he just kept, like Chris, you said, he just kept building a team that is best to make the playoffs for that season. And then that's what kind of happened. They were making the playoffs almost on a consistent basis. 
they made the playoffs six times out of 10 years that he was here. So I think for him, he was probably seeing or thinking COVID? maybe, maybe, sorry. Are we including the COVID season? Well, I think two seasons you have to thank COVID. Yeah, I understand, but it is what it is. I have to give it on my chest. Sorry, Sam, I have to. Take two, se- take two North- seasons away, he, he, no, he's I'll four, four out one. of eight. It's still 50%, I'll, maybe not as good, but... I'll give him the last season, the North. You still have to play 56 game, but I will not credit him at all for the season we made it uh, when COVID hit. All right, I, I'm sorry, fair. I can't. So, so five, so five postseasons appearance in 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 nine seasons, then, right? I'm gonna go with that. Three <laughs> three division titles. No, five and two. ten. That we weren't making it that season. Like we weren't making. Yeah, it. Yeah, but okay. If you're gonna remove the playoffs, you got to remove the season. But Sam, just, we were we were in a I, horrible I, position in March. I know. How, how Joey, the hell are we gonna make I, playoffs Joey, in a month? Joey, I know, I know, I get it, <laughs> but we got to go with the facts here. The fact, the fact is, yes, is they were, play- but the fact also is they, they made the playoffs because the NHL allowed them to make the playoffs. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not, Joey. Look, Joey, calm Look, your tits. They you're call not me wrong. Stackman Joe, it's five of ten. <laughs> that season counts, and he didn't make it. I'm going to stick by that for this okay. whole podcast. Look, look, they won three division titles, made six playoff appearances. <laughs> you know, one, hold on. Two two Eastern Conference Finals, one Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm convinced that if Carey Price did not get injured because of fucking Chris Kreider, I'm convinced they would have won that series and they would have gone to the Stanley Cup Finals to face the Los Angeles Kings. Would they have won? I don't know. Maybe if they did win because they're on a high. I'm I to this day I swear to God, guys, I'm convinced if Price was not injured, we go to the Stanley Cup Finals. So that they could have been twice in his tenure that that they go to the Stanley Cup right. Finals. Right, absolutely. So, and he, Okay, yeah, so... Oh, go ahead, Ant. And that's what bothers me about Mark Bergevin. That's where he screwed up here. Because if things would have been done right, okay, with going... You just said it. He went... We won three division titles. We went to this, this Eastern Conference, Conference Final twice, okay? And we were just missing key little key factors... That could have made us win or even get better or having a contending team in the future. I think the rebuilds or a smarter retool should have happened when we lost against the Rangers because that was just a clear sign where when we lost Carey Price in that game and then we just got destroyed the rest of the series that we were just building on Carey Price and without Price, we're nobody. Right after that should have been a wake-up call saying, look, we have a good core. We need to fix something that if price is gone, we have that backup. Yeah. And the reason why I don't think we would have beat LA is we didn't have the team that year. Even the, the year against when we went against Philadelphia Flyers. Okay, we beat Pittsburgh, we beat Washington, right? Yeah, but that wasn't that under year? that wasn't under Bergevin, though. No, no, no. I know it wasn't, but my point is. We had a, a team that could have beat talent and speed. We didn't have a team to beat size. 
Because we're no, all no, I, small I, 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 I understand that. Yeah, so for sure. that should have been a wake up call. Like, hey, look, we have a fast team, we have a talented team. Now let's go get big players. Yeah, so then, then the he went. Then he went to get Dwight King, that you know thought yeah. was still was still good. Yeah, <laughs> like, he wanted to get big players that can't play. So that couldn't play. That they, they couldn't even play on the fourth line on a good team. So his see, Sam, his resume <laughs> looks good when you're looking at the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Final that they made. My issue with it, and I'm sorry, I hate to say this for everybody out there listening, is where we expected it, any of those, I'll even include the 2010 plus, and I hate this trend, where we expect it to be there. No, I just want one of the times we're in the playoffs, we're like, okay, we're facing Boston, we're expected to win. No, it's, it's what but is it's it? Sports it's sports, Joey. It's, it's, was St. Louis expected to win the Stanley Cup when they were in last place in January? No. I know, and I'm not, I'm not saying even to win the Stanley Cup. I'm saying to win a freaking playoff series. We're never, we're never expected to even win a playoff series. Tampa, was, like, supposed to predict, you, you, Tampa you, was predicted to win two years ago when they were fir- they won pretty much 90% of the season and they lost first round against Columbus. Yeah, but, yes, but, yeah, they, but, learned, yeah, but they learned but their lesson. They, they learned within a year. Anthony, they, it's they won twice in a row. <laughs> Anthony, in all his six playoffs COVID, that we COVID played. COVID years, by the way. Oh, does Joey, does those count? Tampa won back-to-back COVID years. I'm sorry, but. But that counts in Joey's books. Sorry. Regardless, yeah. in in his <laughs> resume, teasing. I'm teasing. In in his resume about it, we were never expected or be the favorites to win a series. I'm not talking anti to win a cup. Sports, you never know what happens. But f- fuck, you can't make a team. Excuse my language. You can't make a team in ten years that is expected to win one series. No, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you don't okay. like, you don't like being the underdog, though. I do, but for ten years. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, no, Chris. okay, Joe, and this goes back to when I wanted to speak before, and Joey, thanks for somewhat bringing it back. I want to allude to one of the quotes or allude to something that Jeff Molson said, and then I'm going to lead it off for a question for you guys to answer. So one of the things that Jeff Molson said that I really retained from, from the hour that he spoke was, said we had three opportunities to draft, uh, to draft top 10, and he said two of those times, we're top three picks. And he goes, if you look at our first round picks on the overall, who is still remaining on the team? In other words, we got rid of all these guys. None of our picks panned out, particularly the ones that we, well, that we got to draft in golden positions. So you look at this and you look at Mark Bejervain's plan. And here comes the question. If we were supposed to build through the draft and player development could we not say in a certain sense, if, if Bergevin was if Bergevin was going to get pretty much the right guys through trades and he was making good trades and he did have some half-decent contracts that he did sign, if we look at his plan and what ended up happening, can we say that Mark Bergevin might have lost his job due to the fact that Trevor Timmons was not able to draft any star power in the early rounds? And because we had a really bad player development system yeah, and it had but, nothing to do with the overall work of Bergevin other than allowing uh, those guys to work for him. I still wouldn't say my point of where he got wrong, where he, he started to go wrong. That's your answer, Chris. <laughs> okay. And this will summarize all of what you were saying. Okay. Oh, and this is, okay. And this is actually something that it's the first decision that he ever made being a GM of the Montreal Canadiens was hiring Michel Terrien. That's where everything went wrong. 
<laughs> and I'll end my statement by that. Yeah, not like build a young team with Michel Terrier to helm coach. Sorry to say. Look, it ends yeah, there. The way Terrier, Chris, 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 the way to go back, treated yeah. Crosby. So, Chris, to go back to your question is the Canadians, they were playing pretty well, I guess, during his tenure. But the fact is, they were always getting picks within the, the, the 20th spot. Look at Jared Tenorti, Nathan Beaulieu. Look at um, uh, Sherbach. But I think we should do an exercise. Ten seven years? But exactly. Let's go do the exercise. Let's compare ourselves to other teams. Okay, Half but exactly. first okay, round okay, picks are still playing for them. Okay, hold on a sec. Is that Bergevin's fault or is that Timmins' fault? It's that's both. Timmins, and that's what that was my it's question. Both. If you're allowing Timmins to do a job that he does poorly year after year, after year you want to know what drafting. I think. You want to know what I think the problem was, and maybe this might lead to the next session here. I think Bergevin, Timmins, and the rest of the staff at some point probably developed a very, very friendly relationship that they kind of had a buddy-buddy system going on. And you don't really, once you do, you don't get challenged, I guess. I think at the end of the day, like it could be that the decisions that were made either by Timmins or Bergevin, they were probably always agreeing with each other to the point where they weren't challenging any decisions. And, you know, is that good for business? I, 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 I don't no. think so. I, I don't think so. I think they really had somewhat of a buddy buddy system going on that really led to no pro not, not, not that it didn't lead to progress, but it, it, it didn't lead to the right plan. It didn't lead in the, in, in any right direction. And we're here today and they're gone. Come here comes Jeff Gordon now. And I think here's a guy that knows his shit. If you look at his track record, has a very good track record for building a, a back at the time um, for, for a short period. He put together that Boston Bruins team that won the cup. He put a good part of it together. And then he, put a, he was putting a good team together too that is now the New York Rangers. I know you guys didn't want Alexi Lafreniere to get drafted. I know you guys didn't want to draft him. But he did. He drafted Capocaco as well. He signed Artemi Panarin. He got, I think he got uh, Mika Sabanajad. He traded got, for Fox in the Norris He traded for Fox. He, they he got drafted, yeah. They drafted, um, oh my God, what's that other uh, defenseman? Um, oh, geez. Not Tony D'Angelo. I had his name. Somebody help me out. Uh, um, oh my God, I'm going to get back to it. Sorry. Uh I think he traded for Jacob Truba also, or he signed. No, he didn't trade. He signed Jacob Truba to that contract. Even though I think that contract is like, it, it's just, an, it's, it's, it's a good defenseman to have. Look at the goalies they found. Shesterkin is a fourth round pick, I believe. Look at the team that he built with Glenn Sather and the New York Rangers before he took over. And then he had balls to tell the NHL, you're fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking gave out a letter saying, after that, that Tom Wilson incident with Artemi Panarin that he was throwing around as a ragdoll, he sent the letter out. This guy's got balls. This guy's going to challenge whoever the next GM is. And I think this is good for the Montreal Canadiens. I think it's good that we finally have someone 
who's going to be at the same level of this next general manager. I don't, I'll mention this. It's good that we have an, uh, someone equal to as an Anglophone. I think that's important. I think that's, I think they did this. <clears throat> Sorry. And we said this too. I, I think the GM is going to be what they all want, that political move where they have to be he will, French. He, the GM, no, no. He has to be bilingual. He, exactly. He doesn't have to be French. He has to be bilingual. That's, there's a difference here. Bergevin said it. It's important that he speaks French. And I agree with him. Fine. I don't care. And, and- I, I, I agree. He also said it's important that he speaks English also. And you know what? I honestly, if other fans disagree, that's okay. You have the right to your opinions. I'm good with the fact that whoever the next GM has to be has to be fluent in English and French. I'm good and, with and- that. And I'm good with that too, but what I'm trying to say is this this, this think move that they did to make an English to have an English an Anglophone uh hockey ops covers the fact that because they're making them equal, it actually gives us that finally look. What I'm trying to say is that we always wanted that let's Diverse. take the political views and throw it out, right? I want a team to forget about our political view. Unfortunately, living in Montreal and having a city like ours. We're not going to, the political views is not going to go away. So no, I like this smart move here where, okay, let's get that bilingual or French or Francophone GM, but we're going to get a good Anglophone hockey ops, make him equal to our. Exactly. Our exactly GM, what I said. Make the GM the puppet yeah. and the Anglophone do all the job, do all the moves. You think, the GM, you think the GM is going to be a puppet? 100%. So who, next, next question. Who's, who's going to be the puppet? All right, so we're gonna go. Well, they, let's, they, let's. They, they call it the de facto GM of what they're calling what Jeff Corden is. It's it's basically a way of getting around the the French and the English language issues that we have. So yes, it is great we hired a hockey ops, but I don't think the only reason of doing it was because it's successful. I also think the language comes involved. So yeah, I agree with Molson that it should be French now that we have. Uh, a hockey opposite anglophone and i'm i'm fully for it i'm smart he did it in this way so it pleases every it single pleases, exactly that's base. exactly what i'm that's exactly what i was trying to say it, right now he pleases the whole fan base the english and the french and we finally have a better vision think, of just not being political but i think fan bases on both languages are happy with with are happy with having a guy like Jeff Gordon, even if he's purely anglophone. Yes, but because they have somebody uh, that is francophone or bilingual, that's going to be coming. If it was just Gordon, you, okay, yeah, you would have heard a lot. You would have heard a lot. Okay, of, no, okay, uh, but feedback. but Joey, I could actually, I could, I could sympathize with with the French population because it it this team means something to them. Like if yes. this, you have to go way back into into Quebec history. Like you got to go back in the days when like Maurice Richard came into, came into the league and, and he did what he did for the French population. Like you, I don't think you could, you can't, you can't take that away from them. Like I'll, no. I'll, 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 I'll that. I'll, I'll, I'll get belly sure. as well. Like and there's, there's, I, I, I think, I think it needs to be respected. I'm glad it, and, it no, is no, going and, to, but as long as we got yes. the, the part of getting somebody who's just suited for the job covered, then absolutely that is no problem Abs- with and, me. And and this is and this is and 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 I know that nobody here 
is against the the the, the French language. I know that. I I, I we're we're not saying that at all. Uh, but I I truly think finally both the English fan base and the French fan base. I think basically you're you're diversifying both languages to build a team. There's finally a plan, and I think that's what everybody's finally happy about. But that's but that's because. Because, because, like you said, at who said it earlier, there was no plan, there was no vision. We finally have that now. Both fan base finally have that now, and they know what's coming. But that's what I was trying to. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like, I, and I, you're right. So I'm like, I want to respect. Go back right, to like, go back to the to the pin. The, put the yeah, pin on it. I'm gonna uh, finish we're, we're my gonna point. Get, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, I'm gonna well. finish my point. Then we're gonna go to my pin. What I'm trying to say is, look, I don't disagree with the political views here in Quebec and Montreal, because yes, we need to respect that fan base and, you know, the, 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 the core of this organization and this, uh, uh, the culture, the culture culture is French and I get it. And I respect that. But at the end of the day, like you also want a winning culture, a winning team. Mm -hmm. If the, if there's no Francophones available to give you that, that winning culture, like you got to like, look at both sides of things. Right. And I, that's what they screwed up in the past. Now, I understand that. Yes, keep going. Now that we have the Anglophone NHL Ops, um, sorry, Vice President, yeah, Vice President. That's Anglophone. He's yeah. good. We all know that he he's good at what he does. And then we have that political guy who was going to come in and kind of mask. Yeah, but I think I think what we all need to understand and realize too is that. If if a francophone candidate comes along and he only speaks French and doesn't speak English, guess what? He's not getting the job. Mm. So do, do you guys understand? Like, okay, but, let, but, let's but, try but, let's but, try to look but, at this. Hold on, hold on. I'll I'll get to you. Let's try to look at this differently because we're all there saying he needs to be francophone, he needs to be French, he needs to be a Quebecer. It's important, yeah. But if he doesn't speak English. He's, when has that been the case, Sammy? We've always had bilingual people. I understand that, but I think it's gone to the point where the whole argument here Even has Bob been Gini he needs to be French. And no, and that's why nobody freaked out. And listen, Pierre Maguire, the Montrealer, so he's a Quebecer. Mm-hmm. He's English, obviously, but if he speaks French and if he's good for the job, I don't think the French population is going to be that angry. Oh, and he's charismatic, but. That's my opinion. I don't think. I don't know. I think the fact that we got Gorton, you know, there gives it more of a diversity within, within, you know, absolutely per management, which is great. You want to have diversity in an organization, which gives absolutely you different visions, different uh, perceptions. Molson it? said it. Molson said it. He wants to diversify different personnel in in, in this team, along Look, with. Along with the, he wants to develop the um, better player development, better uh, yeah, amateur scouting. Fantastic. The thing, the thing that I was so happy is that better uh, medical programming for on and off the ice. That's very. So we modern. can pay attention, pay attention to our players, and make sure they can develop and progress to the best of their capabilities. Jeff Gordon here. What is his plan? What do you guys think he's he's planning on doing? He's going to evaluate everything. Are they going to be Rebuilding, retooling. All right, are we look, getting? Are we getting to wait, Anthony's pin? before Anthony starts the wait? Oh my god! <laughs> to what you were saying about what he's going to decide to do, we will only know 
That's my pin. That's, no, that's his pin. Oh, that, oh, that, 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 okay. that. Okay, I'm so it's feed, about that. Okay, I'm feeding him the one timer here. Okay, go for it. Sorry about that. <laughs> it went through my legs. Now it's uh, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the puck. you're Motown Bow now. What's what's what does the future look like? To answer that question, and I'll tell you right now, and I'm saying it right now, okay? We've been trying to build this team by Carey Price. We all know that, okay? Carey Price was the team that we were trying to build around. Unfortunately, came to a point where Carey Price is getting older, his window is closing, and... A god like Harry Price, a talented goalie who deserves that Stanley Cup, that window is coming to an end. It's closing up. And the guy deserves it. So either he wins it here with us or they trade him to a team that needs a goalie and he can finally get the cup he deserves. Now, to answer your question, Sammy, what does the future hold? There you go. If Carey Price stays as a hab then they are let's call it retool in a smarter way because they want to give him oh, that cup because the, the window is closing they cannot rebuild oh, with carry price because oh, a rebuild, to attack. A rebuild <laughs> takes four to five years give or take yeah okay three years i'll carry price will not be the carry price for four to five years this career is over by then i'm ready so to counter the cup well, I'm I'm ready. Ready. Yeah. he'll be almost 40 now, if they get rid of Carey Price and starts getting and, and uses his value to get assets to replace Carey Price, then you could say there you they're go. rebuilding. Anthony verbatim what I was going to say. Okay, hold on a sec though. You're on to something here, but I don't know if you're wording it correctly. Here's my thing to you, because the way it sounds is that you're saying the way it sounds to my ears, and I know I'm fucked up in the head. But you're saying that they're gonna let Carrie Price decide what yes. direction you're saying. No, really? no, no, I think no, gonna no, speak no, with him. Yes, okay, oh, oh, okay, okay. Hey, go, Carrie, go, go. hey, Carrie, listen, we're gonna rebuild now. If we're gonna rebuild, you're not winning your cup because your window is closing. So, if you want to win a cup. Exactly. Can we can we trade you? Okay. Waver, All right. And so I'm gonna bring you, to a, team. Gonna bring you to a team. I will respect and honor you after everything you you've done for us. Okay. Now I'm we're speaking the same language. Team. I'm okay. gonna bring you to a team. That that's all I've been saying. Okay. Be close to winning your cup, and you can get it. Because the way I I understood, the way I heard is that you it, it made it seem like you thought that they were gonna they that that they were gonna let Carrie Price decide or determine the direction to go in. But now we're speaking the same language here. I think exactly the same thing. I think Jeff Gordon and the new GM, and we're gonna to get to the, the the list of potential candidates. They're gonna go up, they're gonna evaluate, and they're they're gonna decide what to do, whether it's a rebuild or maybe a retool, revamp, re whatever the fuck. They're gonna go up to especially the three guys. I think they're gonna go up to Brandon Gallagher, they're gonna go up to maybe Jeff Petrie. And they're definitely going to go up to Carey Price and be like, maybe individually or all three of them collectively. Who knows? They're going to go up and say, look, Carey, this is the direction that new management is going. Do you want to be a part of it or not? Exactly. I think, I think, I think that's going to happen. Yep. Now, if you're, uh -huh. if you're talking, if you guys are saying you don't see Carey Price staying for a rebuild because his window of opportunity is closing and 
it's kind of known that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, then, then, then fine. But if he feels confident that if they convince him somehow saying that, look, we have a rebuild, but look, we have a great pool of prospects that are almost make the jump. And I'm talking about the, maybe Caden Gooley, maybe Sean Farrell, maybe Jordan Harris. Jordan Harris has to find out. Get signed. You know, seeing Caulfield, Suzuki, Romanov, maybe hopefully Norlinder, and they keep two, three veterans. They got to find a way to convince him. But I think, like you guys said, they're they're going to go up to – I they're going to ask these guys if they want to be part of this plan. We don't know let's what the plan is. Let's, I, be, I, let's I, be honest here. Carey Price is – it's now or never if you want to get some assets from him. Because the longer you wait, then we're going to get rid of him for peanuts. Or he stays in the $10 million but what about salary. Those, but what about those contracts, though? I we'll think take half of the salary. I think I well, think they got their work cut out for them with those contracts. That's, that's, that's where I, I want to. That's where I want to come in. Maybe rebuild isn't the might not even be an option for the Gordon and the new GM because of all these hefty contracts that Bergevin wonder, wonderfully left them. It might be hard to trade them all, and to do a rebuild, you need to get rid of a lot of them. Not many people are going to want to pay for Savard, obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, guys like Hoffman to Foley, you may not be able to trade them. You might, but you but you might have to retain salary. Gallagher, I don't know anybody that want to take him at that contract. So if you have to, if you have to rebuild, you're gonna have to trade probably most of these guys, and I don't know if they'll be able to. So they might not even be able to do a rebuild. It might not even be an option given the state of the team. So is it like six big contracts? Us. There's, there's a lot of big contracts. There's 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 it, two three honest. that are four million. There's there's Gallagher at six, Dwayne and Anderson at five point five. It's the bad, only the only people that I see being able to get traded is Anderson and Tafoli because they still have some juice in them, and I think some people what about Charot? Charot is leaving. What, <laughs> what, what, and what about Hoffman? <laughs> and it's been this. it's been said Rangers want him. It's been said out there. No, so, it's cool. Yeah, I, I think it's an easy trade. Sherratt, easily tradable. Toffoli at the deadline, easily tradable. And Hoffman, easily trade. That That's my opinion. Personally, those guys are going. And I think each one of those guys, at maybe Hoffman, question mark beside his name, but I think these guys are going to get first-round picks for them. Uh, honestly, look, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. But at the oh, deadline, wow. but that's the thing. That's the thing. These guys... You're not only necessarily getting them for one year. They they come with, in my opinion, very reasonable contracts. Uh, like especially for Toffoli and Hoffman, these contracts are for goal scorers, and at that price, I think they're easily movable. And look, we're talking about a rebuild. We're talking about having to move all this, like move the moon and the stars and everything like that. But look, if we get rid of three, four guys, we get another two first-round picks and we get another two second-round picks. My question to you is the following. Can you rebuild the team pretty much having six picks in the first two rounds, even if you have to retain a few guys? I mean, at a certain point, you can still pretty much perform a rebuild with three first-round picks and three second-round picks. That's a, that's a damn good start. If, can, can, can you guys imagine they get Shane Wright, but then next year, they're still the same bad team like they are this year and they get Connor Bedard. Damn, like we're not the Oilers. We could be. We have to start believing. 
You gotta well, believe, we... Joey. It won't no, happen. They changed the rules. Speaking of dra- speaking of drafts, I I I'm, I'm going like left field here, but I, I want to bring right, this. You're going right field, but it's okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> His I... brain's uh, all mushed. <laughs> yeah, so is mine. Going back to 2003, I know we said this so many times, but I'm just looking at at the list. Okay, oh, don't you're and gonna get depressed. I, know, I, I I'm very depressed. Watch, like looking at these names, <laughs> but we talk about being political in this in this city, right? And and we needed we had a we we needed a, we had a need of centers for 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 centuries and we still haven't got to it. Centuries. <laughs> no, he's not, not centuries, wrong. Decades. It felt like centuries. No, it felt like decades. Feeling centuries. Centuries. <laughs> so I I know we all know this. We got rid of three top centermans that were available. You know, centermans. we had the Jeff teams. Carters, we had the Getzlavs, and we had Be- uh, Ryan Kessler, and we had Bejeron. Okay, that we just didn't take. Oh my God. Okay, but going to the political side, mm-hmm. having the view of po- politics yeah. where you have a Patrice Bejeron, yeah, that's French and from Quebec, and a yeah. top centerman that we needed, yeah, yeah. and you go get Cassison and <laughs> Dude, yeah, Corey, that was, that was Corey different. Oh, yeah. oh, Corey, you're oh my god, yeah, that okay. was under different ownership and management, though. Like, and it's... Anthony Ber- Bergeron wasn't even projected as a first round pick, like he, he was he kind of surprised you, he, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was picked second, gonna... but he wasn't even projected. Shea Weber, first, Shea so... Weber, a second round pick, dude. That don't look at that draft list, I'm telling you. It's if you want to talk about know, political, was... if you want to talk about political pick, there's the Louis LeBlanc, uh, selection. Louis LeBlanc, yeah. yeah. So, so speaking of lists, they released. A bunch of candidates to be the next general manager of the Montreal oh, Canadiens. Depressing. I think the most demanding one is obviously St. Patrick, Patrick Roy. Come on now. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys are speculating uh, Matthew Dash. A lot of guys are saying Florida, Madden uh, Madden oh. Junior. And then they keep adding guys like I don't know why Danny Briere and Roberto Luongo <laughs> is on the list. I know I know Anthony wants Luongo. I know <laughs> why not? He's a brother. <laughs> he's a brother. <laughs> Yo, he's he's a paisano from Quebec. Like we gotta support. You know, from, we, listen, just just we can't clarify. He's not just French. He's not Sammy. just French. He's not just English. He's Italian. He's got three. Trifecta. Just to clarify to all our fans out and there. And it was next to your parents. Sammy <laughs> is being sarcastic. I do not want him, but I will not continue divulge. what I want to say. He will not divulge the reason Just let's why. drop it there. It's okay. That's Talk fine. about politics, huh? You don't uh, like his pizza. Wongo yeah, becomes his a GM. Wongo <laughs> becomes a GM. Anthony Gervais, the anxious Anthony, will no longer be a curfew boy and a Oh, I pray to God. It's the same for GM. me with, uh, with <laughs> Matthew Dash. I pray to God. Luongo's... No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. I, I, th- I honestly this is, like Madden Jr. This is a tough one for me to pick. I don't it's know. If, Zook, if Matthew Darsh uh, would manage no. Montreal like he did when he played on the power play, oh my God. we're in big trouble. <laughs> we are in big trouble. Just seeing his, face. Just seeing his Dash, face, he looks like he's missing IQ. He's just there. Dude, apparently he's like, one, of, like, one of the smartest guys in the hockey Oh, world. well, he doesn't look like it. 
<laughs> look, look at you. At exactly. <laughs> well, I'm not claiming I'm high IQ though. <laughs> I don't know that's all I had. <laughs> Matthew Dash is very good at managing uh salary cap rosters and making the yeah. best out of it. He mm. he's yeah. been really good at doing that in Tampa Bay. That's I know cool. Madden Jr.'s been uh been Joey. good at, at drafts lately. Yeah. Joey, it's easy to do a good job when you don't have the pressures of being a GM. GM, the guy that makes the decision. When you're an assistant in Florida, yes, where but... you're already around a team that is highly stacked with prospects, with a development system, with coaching staff and management, it's a lot easier to do your job. Trust me. That's you're, not a bad point. You're right, but but he's he's gonna be in a similar position in Montreal. Not the pressure. You, uh, you can't. Yeah. You you can't mimic. It's the just pressure, hard, dude. He has you're... hockey ops. He has somebody right. else. But Joey, just picture this: your, your first GM job, you're GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Do you want that? Yeah, well, that's what well, Bergevin did. Bergevin did the exact and, same thing. And you want that same vision? Maybe. The, well, dude, because they have Jeff Gordon that's going to help them there, too. That, yeah. that, that's the only difference, yeah. Bergevin was alone. There's a bit of a gamble, Duke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But Bergevin uh, was alone. There's a, bit of a, there's a bit of a gamble in this. Yeah, so you can, If you're going to take a GM that already had GM experience, you're most likely taking a guy who is what you consider recycled, Okay. Uh, you know, like the Brian Burks, the Davidsons, and you know how they fare, you know how they plan, you know how they are. Or you know that the ones that are recycled a lot, they do a good job for a little bit, and then that's about it. They're fired yeah. or something happens and they're okay. gone. Those are the ones that are always recycled, like Tortorella's coach, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get a okay deal, but the ones that stay for a long time, it's because you hit the jackpot. You got somebody that is in the top tier of being uh, a general manager. And to me, those only become available is when you give a chance to somebody. So Brisbane, Julien Brisbane, uh, got a chance. Look how he's done with it. You know, and other guys done the same. Even uh, even Sheldon, uh, not Sheldon Keith, even uh, Kyle Dubas. I mean, with Shanahan, they've done a wonderful job in Toronto. So it's either you gamble and give a guy his big break and you it could potentially pay off or fail, or you take one of these recycled GMs already and you kind of already know what you're going to get and they're most likely average or just a little bit above average, in my opinion. No good elite GM, kind of like a player, is usually on the market unless something happens. Like Gordon and Davidson, obviously part of it was the whole, you know, Gordon speaking out and that that didn't help his case with New York, so... So that's why they may want to gamble and give a guy a chance. But now they, like Sam said, they have Gordon to help out, and it's not just like it was with Bergevin when he was alone. I I really want to jump in for this because we mentioned the name the name Matthew Darsh, and I truly believe that it depends the context. If we're really going to be following Gordon's vision more than anything, I genuinely believe that a guy like Darsh or even Madden Jr. might come in. If we want somebody who's going to come in and, you know, have a bigger voice and everything like that, then I will not count out Patrick Roy because Patrick Roy, and I'm going to say this, I see him being a little bit more ballsy and making some bigger, crazier moves that you would require for a rebuild. However, for, for Jeff Gorton, what he has to factor in is how easy is it to work with a guy like Patrick Roy? How much space is a guy like Patrick Roy going to want to take? 
And I think that's where I have a little hesitancy towards that guy. But for Darsh and for Darsh and Madden Jr., I think those are going to be two guys that complement Gorton a lot better and who will be, let's say, the face of the, the media side while we follow Gorton's vision a lot more. So you're saying those two are more likely to be puppets. Yes, <laughs> not puppets, but, but they have the character kidding. to work with I'm others because they are. But Chris, but they have, but they do work with others, right? Whereas okay. Patrick, we, yeah, Patrick but could change, could have changed, but his character has always been, "I'm gonna do this myself." It's my, me, 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 my, me, my way or the highway. But wait, exactly. We're we're talking about a, a Patrick Roy of of twenty what 16, 2015? Yeah, twenty fourteen, fifty. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me like, like a. Zook from last year to Zook now, I'm totally different. Like, you sure, you sure can't happen to yeah. Patrick Roth? No. <laughs> I can't happen to Patrick Roth. I'm not but, like, We're talking about him as if he's the same guy as he was in 93 yeah, when he used to that, fucking wink at people on the ice. But hold on a second. No, no, like, you're right, Zook. It's a valid point what you're making, but that we don't know, right? Right now, the it. perception of, of Patrick Roth is what we're all saying right now. He's a, attitude. He, the, the attitude. Yeah. He's a, you can't work with anybody. Now, if they do sign him, then I'm sure they're sitting right now in a room talking, saying, "Hey, listen, this is how the this is the vision of this team. This is what's gonna happen. Take it or not." Well, they're gonna they're gonna have to conduct interviews, right? And they're gonna yeah, yeah. they're gonna go now, and see who, who maybe who's got the better plan for well, the team. who else I, I, is out there so, other than them. So talking about I'd really like I'm sure there's Pierre more. Maguire. Just just sorry, just to throw and answer Adri's question, I'd really like Pierre Maguire to have a sit down with them. That's my opinion. But he oh, just signed really like that. No, he didn't sign. He didn't. I don't. He. I don't know. He's if he an signed. assistant GM. He, he's more like a. He's more like an advisor. Is he really Co- assistant GM? He's, he's. He's like yeah. He's kind of. Like I an wanted advisor, Pierre but... Maguire the moment that that year where they signed Benjamin. He was runner up. He was runner up, and I wanted Pierre Maguire. Yeah, me too. So me I. Too. I, I like that, Chris. Now, conspiracy Anthony moment. The best part of the show, baby. Look. It might sound funny, and maybe I'm trying to be silly here and make people laugh, but just think about the story that we will tell in 10 years from now or five years from now if this were to happen, okay? So we're the year year 95, and Mario Tremblay and Patek Croix argue behind the bench. (laughs) I was at that game, by the way. And then... Patrick Croix waves his hands in the air and leaves the organization. Either he gets fired, traded, whatever you want to call it, he's gone. Since that moment, this team collapsed. Call it a curse, if you may. Yes, sir. The team has not been the same since that moment. Okay? Fact. The the, the organization collapsed. We haven't seen anything since. So now, we're in the era of we need a fresh start. There's those political views. Conspiracies. They don't, want, they don't want to rebuild, so they want to retool and, and break the curse. So just imagine the story <laughs> where you have Patrick Roy, the new GM, and Come Mario Tremblay, the coach. No. And they, <laughs> and they win. Trombley coach? Could you guys guys imagine the story where they left the team and the team collapsed, they came back and they won the cup. Curse is over. Like the the Bambino. The loop is ended. I 
I don't I, know I, how you can think your conspiracy is is probably would be coach. I don't even know if the guy can see anymore. The guy, the guy, <laughs> diabetes. No disrespect Look, to Trombley, but the guy looks like he's barely surviving on the out of the ass panel. Like yeah, he's, he's red, he's Look, drunk. A part, a big part of that good, was a joke good, to make people good. laugh. But think about was it. Was it? Though, like, it's coming from you. Was no, it? But there's some truth it? in the Patrick Watt thing, though. No, Patrick Watt coming. Okay. Take away Mario Trombley from the equation. The Trombley was a joke. The Trombley was yeah, a joke. Okay, gotcha. Um, I no, think I think that would be. I think that would be a pretty cool story. St. Patrick? Yeah, for if sure. Pat- if Patrick Wall were to come back as GM of the Montreal Canadiens and leads them to yeah. a Stanley Cup. Talk about a, talk about right. the Brisebois. puppet. Uh, who? No. Patris? No. Like Atri said. Too no, bu- Zook said. Zook said. He's too busy with, uh, with Nadia Saputo. He's fine. I just he's will never forget what Zook mentioned, Brisebois. I was... Nah, I'll never I forget what, what Antti and I witnessed. <laughs> He got, an emotional. Guy, he, got, he got refused <laughs> entry from the bell center from a security guard. The guy he shows him his Stanley Cup ring. He's like, you know who I am. The security guy's like, I don't oh, give face. a I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Wait in line, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest moment ever. Oh my god. Yeah, and all jokes aside, Donfus was also mentioned he, in the list. Oh, okay. Uh, he, yeah, Chris, Chris yeah. has yeah. an up. Chris has an update on that. Yeah, right before the Abel match, uh, when yeah, when they were talking to Don Fuss, he literally said, "Look, I've got businesses. It, this position would require a lot of traveling." He basically said, "I'm comfortable where I'm at in my life right now. I won the cup here in Montreal as a player. I'm happy, and I don't think this is for me." He literally took his name out of the candidacy. Said, "Thanks, guys. It's flattering that you're even thinking about me, but this is Thank not for God. me." Good job, Don Fuss. Yeah, it's the best I, thing I, you yeah. ever said or done. <laughs> Look, we're going to conclude this. I think it's important, and I know it's tough to do in this in this market, in the Montreal fan base. Jeff Molson finally put on his big point, his big boy pants. He really did. He announced it today. Fresh start. He's changing the way this team is going to function. He's changed the way this team's gonna run. He's changed the way players but are he's gonna never get developed. Been, he's, he's never been he's, scared to fucking come out and say anything. I understand that, but finally he's making moves that that majority of people and even analysts have been saying for a while now. Finally, I it finally seems that there could be light at the end of the tunnel. Having said all that, I think it's important for every single Habs fan out there to know. And to also manage the expectations for the next, um, I'm going to say around maybe two, three seasons. Things need to get, I know things are bad now. They need to continue that way in order for things to get better. I think it's important to really manage expectations and know that there's going to be growing pains. There's really, really going to be growing pains for the next season or two. But if you know the the, you the to, plan, I, it's yes, okay. Yes. You can listen, deal with it. I, I I know, but listen, half the fan base is smart. The other half is <laughs> sorry. Not all of them know their hockey, and it's 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 sad to say. Manage the expectation, everyone. Manage your expectations. Don't expect them to make the playoffs right away. If we do this, 
rebuild, retool, reboot, retweet. I, I, I don't know. Whatever it is you want to call it. Manage the expectations. But honestly, after that announcement that Molson made, after the changes that Molson is making and is going to make, I have to say I'm a very happy Habs fan tonight. And you said it, Sam, uh, manage your expectations, but that starts from management. AJ just said it. We need to see the transparency. We need to hear the plan. We need to hear the vision because right now in this organization, in our fan base, we have the right to know. We you know, like, and I, and I think they will give Jeff Gordon and the new, just give them the time to find the right GM, give them the time to evaluate everything properly from top to bottom. And you'll see there's going to be good things coming in the future. Go, Joey. You're the last one to speak. Perfect. Um, with the new GM, when it is announced, hopefully sooner rather than later, like Molson said, it's going to be fun for us to have a prediction on the first moves that are going to happen. But we won't know that. But I will hope the first thing Gordon does when he gets into that room, <laughs> the roster, he sees David Savard, and he trades him. I will oh, love him forever. Oh that, my I God, wanted to say that. That's the perfect for the final thing of the Kirby Boy. <laughs> oh my god i can't end that show better than that joey thank you so much guys oh, awesome night this was a lot of fun a lot of good points thank you all for tuning in i really really hope you enjoyed this episode i really really hope you take into considerations about managing the expectations for the rest of the season for more to come there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel i promise you all Follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hear all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Last minute reminder, don't forget, our merch presale ends December 1st. We all love you. You're all amazing. We love your support as always. Boys, I love you guys too, but it's getting late and I want to go to bed. (laughs) Until Until next next time. time. Bye Bye now. Good night. Good night.